Grab your Bibles. We're going to move right into the Word of God. How many came looking for a word from the Lord? Amen. Amen. If I'm going to get up, amen, if I'm going to come to the house of God, amen, I'm going to give him praise. I'm going to give him worship. And I'm going to have some expectation, amen, that he's going to give me a word. Amen. Because in a time like this, we need a word from the Lord. Amen. All that is going on. Grab your Bibles. Going to Joshua 6. Joshua 6. Amen. I'll be reading 15, 16, and 17 in your hearing on this morning. Joshua 6. Amen. Joshua 6. If you don't have it, it is on the screen. Amen. We thank God today. Amen. For blessing us. Amen. Waking us up this morning. Activities of our limbs. Ability of our senses. Amen. Amen. The word of God reads in Joshua 6, starting at the 15th verse. On the seventh day, they got up at daybreak and marched around the city seven times in the same manner. Except on that day, they circled the city seven times. The seventh time around, when the priests sounded the trumpet blast, Joshua commanded the army, Shout! For the Lord has given you the city, and the city and all that is in it are to be devoted to the Lord. This is what I want to focus on right here. But only Rahab, the prostitute, <laughs> and all who are in her, all who are with her and in her house shall be spared because she hid the spies. Because she hid the spies we sent. For a little while in your hearing this morning, I want to talk to you from the subject, the power of alignment, the power of alignment. Let's pray. Father, we are honored today. God, we thank you for waking us up this morning. Thank you for the blood running warm in our veins. Thank you, God, that you've allowed us, our faculties, to be able to get up and to be able to clothe ourselves, to be able to drive and come to the house of God where the our inheritance is, is among our brothers and sisters. Thank you for bringing us into a place that we can honor you, that we could worship you, that we could praise your name, and that we could hear your word, for it is the entrance of your word that giveth light. So, Father, illuminate our very lives on today. You know what we need. You know the season that we're in. So, Father, I pray that you would speak through my mouth, that you would think through my mind, God, that you would give your people what they need, for only you know. We are honored and privileged, God, that you are God that would not hold anything, any good thing from us. So, God, we expect that you are going to release your word into our life on today, and it will yield good fruit. In Jesus' name, amen, amen. As you take your seats, look at a couple of people and say, there's power in alignment. There's power in alignment. That's power in alignment. Amen. The word alignment is defined as arrangement in a straight line or in correct or appropriate relative positions. 
It is also defined as a position of agreement or alliance. When I think about alignment, it often brings my mind back to my automobiles. Uh, because how many know that an alignment on an auto automobile is critical? <laughs> uh, if you've ever purchased tires, and if you've ever had to purchase more tires because you failed to keep the tires that you originally purchased in a line, you realize how important alignment is. Or somebody has expressed to you the criticality of keeping your car aligned. What you see here this morning is two tires that uh, because the car or because the tires were out of line, you see that they wore in a manner that they could not continue to be on the car. Because when tires are out of line, understand, not only do they wear wrong, but it makes a lot of noise. Yeah, somebody know what I'm talking about that you've been riding down the highway and you've heard that roaring noise and it's because uh, the tires are out of alignment. They are wearing unevenly. Not only that, but you understand that when you're grabbing the steering wheel, that the steering wheel is shaking and it's shaking because the car is out of alignment. Not only that, but car's tires that are out of alignment, understand you don't get good gas mileage where tires are out of alignment. And I don't know if you've ever taken your hand off the steering wheel. I, I did that this morning as I was uh, meditating on this word. I, I took uh, my hands off the wheel just to see if the tires were in alignment. And they, it, it rode straight, and praise God, it, it, it rode straight. But, but you can tell when it's out of alignment because if you take your hands off of the wheel, understand, it will veer to the left or it will veer to the right. Yeah. So when a car is out of alignment, understand you will not have a comfortable ride. Yeah. But the opposite is true when your car is in alignment. Understand the tires wear properly. You have a smooth ride. You can lean a little bit. Yeah. Uh, because the ride is smooth. Uh, yeah. Because there, there's power in alignment. Not only does alignment affect our cars, but how many know alignment affects our bodies? Yeah, it affects our bodies. When your body is uh, uh, out of alignment, understand, it, 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 it causes the, the bones to ache or, or it, 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 the muscles and the spine uh, uh, are just not incongruent and it causes some, 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 some pain. Yeah, somebody know what I'm talking about this morning. Yeah, you woke up and it took you a little time to get up. Uh, you know, you put your feet on the floor, but it took you a little time to, in order for everything to, to click together because when you're out of alignment, understand, it, it causes some discomfort. It is said that when the body is out of alignment, understand, uh, there's problem with sleep. There's problem with stress. The metabolism is even affected when the body is out of alignment. And today, many people have issues with back pain because the spine is out of alignment. Yeah. 
Because when the spine is out of alignment, understand, they, they say that fluid gathers around the, the base of the spine and it causes, uh, there's inflammation there and it causes stiffness, it causes soreness, it causes discomfort. Yeah. I don't know if you've ever gone to a chiropractic or not, but when the chiropractic has aligned your body, you feel a little bit better. Yeah, yeah, things, things, uh, 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 you can walk a little bit better. You stand a little bit straighter. Uh, why? Because the chiropractic has aligned your spine like it should be aligned. Yeah, that's because there's power in alignment. Yeah, alignment is not only important when it comes to our automobiles and to our cars, but can I suggest this morning that it's also critical when it comes to God. Yeah, when it comes to God. See, spiritual alignment is the place where we are positioned by coming into agreement with God. Uh, I don't know about you, but I, I want to be in agreement with God. I want to be in alignment with God because we're going to see that there is a benefit of being in alignment, yeah, with the Savior. Yeah, in our text this morning, we see the powerful uh, we see the power of, power of alignment. We see this. We, here we have Joshua's account of the history of Israel. In our text, we are introduced to an unlikely or one of the probably most unlikeliest ladies in the Bible. Yeah, the Bible tells us that we are introduced to a woman by the name of Rahab. Yeah, known by many as Rahab the harlot or Rahab the prostitute. Yeah. In Joshua 1 and 6, God gives Israel a promise. He, he gives them this magnificent promise. He, he tells them that he's going to extend their territory from the desert to Lebanon and from the great river, the Euphrates, all the Hittite country to the Mediterranean Sea in the west. He says, I'm going to give you here. Yeah, I'm going to really enlarge your territory. Yeah, let me pause right here and, and, and kind of talk to somebody this morning that God wants to enlarge your territory. Yeah, he, he, he wants to enlarge some things in your life, uh, but there has to be an alignment taking place. Yeah, there has to be an alignment because when we are in alignment with God, God can do some supernatural things in our lives. Yeah, in order for Israel to, to, to get what God had promised them, God, God has made this promise, but they got to do something. I, 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 how many know that if God promises something, uh, uh, there, there must be some obligation, that there's some requirement, there's something on our side that we have to do in order to lay hold to what God has promised for our life. Yeah, God made this promise to, to the children of Israel, but they got to do something. And the Bible tells me that they needed to conquer Jericho. So the first thing that Joshua does is that he sends out spies on a covert assignment. Uh, yeah, matter of fact, he sends out two, the Bible tells us, two. He sends out two in order to go out and spy out the land. Yeah. And he tells them specifically Jericho. 
Yeah, because Jericho, understand Jericho, in order to get through Jericho, Jericho, uh, if you know anything about the Bible, it tells us that Jericho was a fortified city. It was known for its high walls. It had walls that uh, in some areas that reached some 25 feet high and some 20 feet thick. Uh, yeah, yeah. So in order to get through there, yeah, you had to, get, you had to do some work. Yeah, it was 25 feet high, so understand, standing on a hill, so those that were on the hill, soldiers could look across and they could see the enemy before they got there. Mm, yeah, they could see the enemy. Yeah, so that made Jericho a symbol of military power and strength. It was considered invincible. Yeah, but how many know that what is invincible with man is vulnerable to God? Yeah, yeah, it's vulnerable to God. Nothing, nothing can stand in, 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 in the way of our God. So look at what Joshua tells us in Joshua 2, 1 through 4. Let me take my time here. He, he tells us, he says, Then Joshua, son of Nun, secretly sent out two spies from Siddim. He says, Go out. Go. Look over the land. He said, Especially Jericho. So they went and entered the house of a prostitute, named Rahab and stayed there. Now, I know some people may say, why did they enter a house of a prostitute? But we're going to find out uh, that it was God's divine will. Yeah, some things we don't understand. Some things that, 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 that you know, may not be uh, uh, understandable to us, may not seem reason to us because God's ways are not our ways, neither his thoughts our thoughts. So, so God sends them on assignment. Yeah, and they enter into the house of a prostitute named Rahab. The Bible says that they stayed there. And the king of Jericho was told, look, some of the Israelites have come here tonight to spy out the land. So the king of Jericho sent this message to Rahab, bring out the men who came to you and entered your house because they have come to spy out the whole land. And this was critical because um, we're going to see that they had heard something. They had heard of the God uh, uh, of the Israelites, how he had delivered them, how he had brought them through, how uh, he, had, he, had, he was on their side. So, so there was some fear going on here. So he says, bring them out. Yeah, because they've come to spy out the land. But the woman had taken the two men and hid them. And she said, yes, the men came to me, but I do not know where they had come from. I'm going to ask you, what, what, what do you think made Rahab do this? What, what do you think made Rahab, I, I, I mean, to, to, to not comply with the king's request? Yeah, I, I mean, why take the chance? Because understand, the king could have killed her uh, because she had uh, uh, lied to the king. Yeah, I was going to, I can't get into that today because uh, I was going to say, are, are, are there times that are permissible? I'm not even going to mess with it. I better not mess with that. That's a Bible study. That's a Bible study lesson. I, I better not mess with that. Uh, uh, because multiple times in the Bible, we see where men or women of God may have uh, deceived somebody. And, uh, uh, well, I'm not even going there. 
I'm, I'm, I'm digging something. I better not go there. But I want to suggest to you this morning that Rahab realized the power of alignment. Yeah, there are four alignments that forever change the life of Rahab. I want to talk about uh, maybe three of them this morning. I'll, I'll maybe save the, ne- the last one for next week because it's going to be a little lengthy. But the first alignment that forever changed the life of Rahab was her alignment with God. Yeah, her alignment with God. It is important that we understand why the writer tells us of Rahab's occupation. Yeah, he does not, when we look through the Bible, we don't see a lot of times where it explains uh, uh, or or gives us the occupation of a woman. Matter of fact, there there are many instances that we don't even know the name of the woman uh, in the Bible. We don't don't know the name of the woman, uh, the Samaritan woman. We don't know her name. We don't know the the name of the woman with the issue of blood. We, We don't know the woman's name that was bent over for years. We don't know her name, but the Bible here tells tells us Rahab's name and her occupation. Yeah, because the writer wants us to know that this is not no ordinary woman. Yeah, this was a woman, understand, she, she has spent her days in company, yeah, with all sorts of men. <laughs> yeah, all sorts of men. We, we don't know how long she had done this. The Bible doesn't tell us how long uh, she had participated in these particular acts as a prostitute. We don't know. But what we do know is that she made an adjustment uh, she, or she adjusted her alignment with men to a man. Uh, y'all are going to help me this morning. Uh, not just any man, but the king of kings and the lord of lords. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, I don't know what happened. Maybe she had gotten tired of looking for love in all the wrong places. Maybe she had grown tired of being used and abused. Uh, uh, but what we do know is that her alignment with God changed her life. Uh, I don't know if I got anybody in here this morning that when you made the alignment with God that you see that it changed and transformed your life. You were hooked up with other people, but when you got hooked up with God, it ultimately shifted your life. Uh, Yeah, this woman, this woman, uh, yeah, this woman, understand... uh, Uh, When she makes her alignment with God, her life changed. Uh, We see a couple of things that took place because she made alignment with God. The first thing we see is that her life was protected when she made an alignment with God. Yeah, it was protected. See, God uh, (laughs) promises to protect those who make an alignment with him. Uh, yeah, that, 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 that's why I, I, I'm so, uh, I, I mean, after years of serving God, I, I, I really understand uh, why I need to stay connected to him. Because when you've gone through some things in, in life, when you've had some ups and downs, and when you've had some trials and tribulations, and when you've had people around you that said that they were there, and they would be there with you in the thick and thin, but when you got in the trouble, they were gone. I, I, I realized that I, I need to stay close to God because I need God's protection because man may fail you. Y'all are going to help me this morning. 
Uh, yeah, I love what the writer, I love what Isaiah said in Isaiah 54 and 17. He says, no weapon forged against me will, will prevail and, and, and you will refute every tongue uh, uh, that accuses you. He says, this is the heritage of the servants of the Lord and this is their vindication for me, declares the Lord. The Lord says, when you align with me, understand there is no weapon that can be forged against you. Uh, let's work that out. Uh, and that's critical to, to realize uh, because the uh, truth of the matter is that no matter how good you are, no matter how nice you are, no matter your pedigree, how much money you got, where you work at, who you're connected to, the truth of the matter, there's going to be some stuff that's going to be formed against you. Uh, if you hadn't experienced it yet, keep on living. Yeah, there are going to be some things that are forged against you. Uh, but I love what the Lord says. Uh, the message translation says this. And if any should attack, uh, nothing uh, will come of it. Uh, uh, yeah, it says, uh, look what the Lord says. It says, I create the blacksmith who fires up his forge and makes a weapon designed to kill. He says, I also create the destroyer, but no weapon that, that, but no weapon that can hurt you has ever been forged. Uh, uh, I don't know about you, but if you really understand that, even though some stuff is going to kick off in your life, even though the enemy is going to come uh, uh, at you and they're going to attack you in multiple ways, the Lord says, uh, even though it comes, it will not harm you. Uh, how, do, how can he say this? He says, because I'm the one that created the blacksmith. I'm the one that created every weapon. Uh, understand that the enemy might use against you. And I know what I put in you is greater than what's going to come up against you. I wish I had somebody that would celebrate this morning what God has put inside of you. He said, if you stay in alignment with me, whatever coming your way, understand I've already made you ready for what's to come and you're going to be victorious over it. Why? Because you're more than a conqueror. Can I get somebody to celebrate right there? Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. So there ain't nothing that the enemy can do to you that God has not already prepared an answer for it. Uh, I wish somebody, somebody that's going through ought to appreciate that this morning. I know it seemed hard. I know it seemed difficult. I know it seemed like the enemy got your number. But because you are in alignment with God, yeah, you and me, God, we want. Yeah, you and me, God, I'm connected to you and you connected to me. And because of that, understand whatever comes, woo, it can't touch this. Uh, y'all ain't gonna help me. Y'all ain't gonna help me. Y'all ain't gonna help me this morning. Uh, y'all ain't gonna help me. I, I, I love what David says. David says something in Psalms 34 and 7. He says, The angel of the Lord encamps around those who fear him, and he delivers them. So when you are in alignment with God, understand he sends angels to encamp, to encamp around you. Uh, I don't know about you, but I'm so glad about that. That means that God has his eye on you. That wherever you go, God is peeping. Uh, wherever you go, God's got his eye. I love God. 
because he can be looking at you, me, and the whole world at the same time. Uh, because he's looking at you doesn't stop him from looking at me. No, God is peeping out your situation. He's peeping out your circumstance. He knows what the enemy is planning. He knows what the enemy is sending him because he knows. He said, I'll dispatch angels to encamp around you. Uh, that's the reason that you ought to rejoice when you're going through. That's the reason you ought to praise God anyhow. Why? Because just like those thrown in the fire furnace, glory to God, when you in there, you're not in there by yourself. You're not in the sickness by yourself. You're not in the financial difficulty by yourself. You're not in the rejection by yourself. God said, I sent angels right there. Look at somebody said, I got some angels. I got some angels. They encamped around me. You can't see them, but I got some angels. Yeah, I got some. Don't mess with me. I got some angels. That's what you ought to tell your enemy. When he come, don't mess with me. I got some angels. You can't see them. But if you mess with me, they gonna mess with you. Y'all are gonna help me this morning. Ah, uh, uh, somebody ought to praise God for your angels. Uh, for your angels that are encamped around about you. Your angels, I gotta go, I gotta go. I can't stay there. I can't stay there. But the psalmist said in Psalms 41 and 2, said the Lord will preserve him who keeps and keep him alive. And he will be blessed on earth. It says you will not deliver him to the will of his enemies. So not only does God protect, but we see here a preserving of Rahab. She was preserved when the enemy came into the camp. Uh, I mean, they took out everything but Rahab and her household. She was preserved. This word preserved in the Hebrew speaks of putting a hedge or wall of protection around you. It speaks to God's divine hedge, the supernatural wall of protection. Uh, this is the same wall that the enemy got mad at God in Job. Uh, he says, uh, uh, Job 1 and 8 and 10, he says, uh, The Lord said to Satan, Have you considered my servant Job, that there's none like him on earth, a blameless and an upright man, one who fears God and shuns evil? And Satan here gives God, uh, he, he's upset with God. He says, uh, So Satan answered the Lord and said, Does Job fear God for nothing? He says, Have you not made a hedge around him? Ah, yeah, yeah. So when you're in alignment with God, God will put a hedge of protection around you. Ah, yeah, on every side there will be a hedge because you don't know which way the enemy is coming, but either way he come, God says, I've got you. Ah, <laughs> he says, I, I put a hedge around those who are in alignment with me. That means that even though God may give the enemy permission because he got to have permission in order to attack, uh, even though God gives him permission, what we got to understand that even though I'm, he gives him permission because I'm aligned with God, nothing that the enemy can come with will work. Uh, Y'all ain't going to help me. 
Uh, I, I mean, this is where uh, the Bible talks about here. here uh, he will make all things work together for the good. Uh, that when it comes, it's going to bless you. That when God gives the enemy permission because you're hedged in, God will take that thing and cause that thing to bless you. Uh, I wish I had some witnesses in here. Uh, he'll turn what the enemy meant for bad into that that was good. I mean, this is what he did in Job's life. Job got double for his trouble. Even though he lost some things, God gave back to him more than he had before. And that's what God would do in your life. He'll give you more back than what the enemy may have taken from you. I wish somebody would give God a praise. Uh, uh, yeah, for the more than enough that he's going to give you. I know you've been crying over stuff that's gone. I know you've been crying over stuff that, that the enemy has messed with. But you ought to praise God uh, because what he allowed to go, he's going to bless you with more. I wish I had a witness in the building. Uh, Rahab's life was preserved. And what I love about this is not only her life, but everything that was attached to her. <laughs> uh, see, you don't only align with God for you. Uh, uh, don't be selfish. Uh, uh, it, it, it has more to do about what's attached to you than you. Uh, uh, I mean... When you are aligned with God, I mean, even if your spouse ain't saved, uh, because they align with you, understand God has the ability to shift some things. Uh, Y'all know the Bible said a sanctified wife will sanctify the husband and vice versa. Uh, why? Because of the alignment. Uh, I mean, your children, because your children are connected with you. God promised not only to bless you, but your children and your children, children's children. That's the reason you ought to want to be aligned with God. That's the reason you ought to want to serve him. That's the reason that you ought to want to praise him. That's the reason that you ought to want to worship him. Because not only is he going to bless you, but he's going to bless everything attached to you. The child that you don't know about uh, that's coming down the line is going to be blessed because of you. Uh, that's what I want. I want my grandkids. I want my great-grandkids. I want my great-great-grandkids to look back and say, because granddaddy, granddaddy, great-granddaddy, great-great-granddaddy served the Lord, I'm blessed of God. Can I get a witness in the building? Ah, I got to go. I got to go. I got to go. See, there are some dangers uh, to being out of alignment with God. See, being out of alignment with God uh, causes you uh, to feel fatigued mentally and physically. It can cause you to feel exhausted. It can cause you to feel alone, cause you to feel forsaken, even cause you to feel overwhelmed. So when you're experiencing those times in your life, you ought to check your alignment. Uh, yeah, you ought to see if there's anything that is prohibiting uh, the alignment, uh, the correct alignment, the right alignment with God. Uh, yeah, yeah. You know, you know, let me pause right here. When I find those times in my life, uh, you know, I, I, sometimes I turn down my plate. Yeah, because I, 
you know, if I ain't hearing from him like I, like I need to hear from him, uh, so, something on the line. Uh, I got to turn down my plate. I, I got to get the frequency right because, see, I, I need to hear from God. Uh, I, I'm not a person that I, I can go weeks and days and months uh, uh, without hearing from God. No, no, do, not, and I'm not saying an audible voice, uh, but I'm, there's something in your spirit that you know when you are connected with God or not, when God is speaking, when you read his word and you get revelation, when you go in prayer and you feel the Holy Spirit connecting you with God. Yeah, yeah, you want to have that alignment with God so that God can speak. Uh, I gotta go, I gotta go. Yeah, but not only, not only, uh, yeah, not only that, but when you are out of alignment with God, understand it puts you out, of, uh, out from under his protection. Uh, and see, when you're out from under the protection of God, that makes you vulnerable to the enemy. Vulnerable to the enemy. Uh, the Bible said, now think about this. The Bible said Job was a perfect and an upright man. One that feared God and assured evil. He was walking with God. He was in tune with God. Uh, but yet stuff hit his life. Uh, so can you imagine being outside of the will of God and stuff hit your life? Yeah, I, I, I've been there. I know so many of us have been there. We, we've not always served God. And when those things hit our life, we didn't know what to do. Uh, some of us uh, took drugs. Some of us uh, drunk ourselves out of pain. Some of us sexed ourselves out of pain. Uh, uh, we tried to find something to anesthetize the situation that we were in. Uh, but nothing can do it like God. Uh, nothing can do it like God. Uh, so we got to stay in alignment with God uh, so that when the enemy does come, uh, that we'll have protection and then we'll be preserved. Okay, so, so, so let's look at the second thing. So the second alignment that forever changed the life of Rahab was her alignment with what she heard. What do you mean? Uh, so let's look at this. Joshua 2 and 8 and 10 says, before the, spies, before the spies lay down for the night, she went up on the roof and said to them, I know that the Lord has given you this land. And that a great fear of you has fallen on us. So that all who live in this country are melting in fear because of you. He, she says, we have heard <laughs> how the Lord dried up the waters of the Red Sea for you when you came out of Egypt. And what you did to Shyam and Og the two kings of the Amorites east of the Jordan, whom you completely destroyed. Uh, Rahab, on the sense, she, she had heard about the things the Lord had done. And she aligned with what she heard. <laughs> she wanted to be a part of what she heard. Uh, uh, I, and it's amazing that out of Jericho, her family was the only one saved. Jericho. I, I mean, masses of people had heard the same thing that she heard, but only her, what she heard <laughs> changed her life. I mean, others were not changed by what they heard, but what she heard provoked change. 
My question to you this morning, what are you hearing? Ah, uh, y'all ain't going to help me. What are you hearing? Or better yet, uh, yeah, what are you hearing? What are you listening to? Or better yet, who are you listening to? <laughs> I mean, Jesus tells us something critical in Mark 4 and 24. Look what he says. He says, consider carefully what you hear. And he continued, with the measure you use, it will be measured to you and even more. So Jesus is telling us to consider, consider, yeah, to, to heed, to pay attention, to be careful what we hear because what we hear, we receive. Uh, uh, how can I say? Yeah. I, I mean, the more that you listen to a thing, the more you become that thing. Uh, yeah, let me I mean, if you listen to filth, <laughs> you're going to be full of filth. You listen to mess, you're going to be full of mess. You listen to deception, you're going to be full of deception. So what you listen to, what you're hearing, I, I mean, these are critical, our eye gates, our ear gates. How these are critical how, for the enemy because this is how he attacks our lives. By what we see with our natural eyes, by what we entertain with our ears, what's speaking to us determines how we live our life. Yeah, so to make an alignment with God, yeah, at some point of time, Rahab had to shut out the voices of others. Can I tell you this morning that sometimes you need to shut out the voices of other people. If their voice is not going to help you do what God has called you to do, be who God called you to be, go where God has called you to go, maybe you need to turn down that voice. Uh, I want to suggest that we need to have selective hearing. Selective hearing, not listen to anything and everybody because everybody doesn't want you to be blessed. Everybody doesn't want you to walk in the will of God. No, they don't want you to come up. No, they want you to stay right where you are. But the truth of the matter is, sometimes you got to cut them off in order to get what God has planned and purposed for your life. Uh, Solomon says, whew, Solomon says something vital in, in Ecclesiastes 5 and, and 1. He says, draw near to hear. And if there ever was a time that we needed to draw near to hear, now's the time. I, I mean, if you've been watching the news, if you've been seeing what's happening in Jerusalem, understand th this stuff is Bible fulfillment. Huh. It's Bible fulfillment. Uh, you think it's, it's just playing? No, it's real. It, it's the Bible coming to life. We are living in the last days. Uh, and I ain't got time to listen to mess. I ain't got time to be involved in mess. No, because it can shift on one day. One day these people woke up and it shifted in their life. I, I was watching the news and it said uh, some people that left Raleigh Durham 
were flying over to, to Jerusalem. They had no internet. When they got over in there, they realized that they were in war zone. It can happen on a dime. We're looking at Ukraine. We're looking at Russia. All these other things. You better mind what you're hearing. You better mind what you're entertaining. You better mind how you're living. Y'all ain't gonna help me this morning. Ah, because Jesus is soon to come. Yes, he is. He's soon to come. You may not, not want him to come, but he's coming. Yeah, he has a promise. He has a date. He has a destiny. The only thing that's holding him up, the Bible says, is the church. Woo. So we've got to get ready. So he says, draw near to hear. Draw near to hear. Hebrews 4 and 12 tells us that the word of God is alive. Ah, because what we need to be drawing near to hear is the word. Y'all ain't going to help me. Now, I don't need to know what Pookie and Ray Ray doing. Uh, no, no. Uh, I, I don't need to know. I don't need to know what the Kardashians are doing. No, no. I, 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 don't, need, I don't need to know. I don't need to know. I can keep on turning. Uh, yeah, uh, y'all ain't going to help me. I know some of them y'all favorite shows, but the truth of the matter is, uh, you're going to need more than the Kardashians to help you when you're in trouble. Uh, when you're going through, when you need God to bless you, the Kardashian ain't going to give up a dime. Uh, but you better call on God because he owns a cattle on a thousand hills. Y'all ain't going to... Got to mind what you hear. What you hear. Yeah, the Bible tells us that the word of God is alive and full of power. Uh, the word of God is a life changer. It reveals who we are and who we are not. Yeah, who we're not. See, sometimes we spend years yeah, trying to be something we're not. Years falling after stuff that is not the will and the way for God, the way that God has purpose and plan for us. He says, I know the plans I have for you. He says, I know that. I, you don't know. He says, I know that. I'm omniscient. I know everything. I created you. I birthed you. I set your course and plan in life. He says, I know. So if we want to know his plan, then we got to be aligned with him. <laughs> so the word of God changes our life. It reveals uh, who we are and who we are not. It discerns what is good and evil. It shapes our life. As a matter of fact, Paul says in Romans 10 and 17, he tells us that faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So if we're going to have faith, we're going to get it by hearing the word of God. If we're going to grow in our faith, it's going to grow by hearing the word of God. Uh, so we got to have that word of God. So the more, uh, the more that Rahab heard what God had done, her faith grew for change and deliverance. Yeah, the more, that's why, uh, yeah, uh, that's why uh, your exposure is critical. What you are exposed to. She was, her, her hearing exposed her to things that, that pushed out or, or, or helped her change her desire. She had a desire to please men at one time. But now she had a desire to please God. 
yeah, so if you want if you want your marriage to change, the answer is in the word of God. Uh, you want your single life to change, the answer is in the word of God. I mean, if you want your money to change, the answer is in the word of God. Your health to change. I mean, your children to change. It's all in the word of God. You believe that? Uh, uh, I'm going to deal with this last one if we go. The third thing that to help align. Uh, yeah. yeah, okay. The third alignment that forever changed the life of Rahab was her alignment with destiny. Her alignment with destiny. What is destiny? Destiny is defined as the events that will necessarily happen to a particular person or thing in the future. I like the, the definition for divine destiny because it's the God-ordained purpose for which we were born or created. <laughs> yeah. Joshua 2, 12, 2 and 12 and 4 through 14 tells us this. And now please swear an oath to me by the Lord, since I have sworn, sworn, shown your kindness, that you also will show kindness to my father's house, my family, and give me a pledge of truth and faithfulness and spare my father and my mother and my brother and my sister along with everyone who belongs to them. And let us all live. So the men said to her, our lives for yours. If you do not tell anyone about this business of yours, then when the Lord gives us the land, we will show you kindness and faithfulness and keep our agreement with you. I mean, this was all in God's divine plan and purpose for Rahab. It wasn't happenstance that they rolled up at Rahab's house. It was divine orchestrated by God. Purpose, purpose. Uh, he tells Jeremiah, I, I know the plans, plans. That word plans means purpose. I, I know the purpose for you. God has a purpose for each and every one of us in this room. Uh, uh, do you realize how blessed you are to be alive? How blessed you are to be created by God? Uh, I mean, you, you, I, I, I mean, I wonder sometimes, I'm, I'm, I'm going to close. Because I wonder sometimes if we really understand who we are and what God has done. I thought about this. Uh, as I was looking, uh, it, they talked about, uh, as I was doing some research, they talked about how that uh, uh, when, 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 a, when a baby is born, the reason a baby is born, understand that the man releases somewhere between 100 million and 200 million sperm during intercourse. I mean, all of them fighting to live. And as they get closer, understand it dwindled down to one to 200. <laughs> so do you realize that you're one out of 100 million to 200 million? I, I, I mean, others were fighting to get here. 
trying to outswim you to get here, but God allowed you to arrive at the appointed time. Oh, y'all ain't gonna help me. Glory to God. That's the reason that you ought to see just how special you are. God's got a design or a divine destiny set up for your life. And that's the reason that you can't act any kind of way. You can't do any kind of thing. Glory to God. Because God picked you out of all them other sperm trying to get there. Oh, he picked you. Oh. And sometimes we misuse our life. We got to be careful of that because, uh, understand, God, because God does not force his will on our lives. He gives us free will. Somebody say free will. Uh, so just like God doesn't force us to praise him and worship him, uh, I mean, we do it because we love and we appreciate him. I mean, we have a part to play in our divine life that God has planned for us. Rahab had a part to play. Rahab could have been like, I'm closing here. Rahab could have been like everybody else. But she was one out of a million. <laughs> it wasn't happenstance. It was God's divine plan. When those spies showed up, God was giving her an opportunity to make an alignment with his destiny that he had planned for her life and everything that was attached to her. He was giving her opportunity to set her course in alignment with him. And she didn't do like everybody else. She didn't run with fear like everybody else. But it provoked her to want change. To want to live a different type of life. To want to serve a different type of man. <laughs> Glory to God. To want to see her, her lineage not suffer like she suffered. And not be destroyed like everybody else was going to be destroyed around her. Oh my God. God is giving us opportunities. Every time we open our eyes to align with him to align with his will and his purpose and his plan for our life and we can't sabotage it all them people understand they sabotage their life because they let fear lead them away from God instead of drawing now to God I thought about this you know I, if you've ever bought tires and, and you didn't keep them aligned it was just like you were sabotaging your life. You were sabotaging the money that you spent for those tires, the time you spent to get the money. You were sabotaging. And many times we sabotage our own life because we don't want to align with God's purpose and his plan for our life. Come on, the rest of the floor. Maybe that's somebody.